Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and boss babe biz owners that share their stories so that others can feel inspired, empowered, and connected to other women in business. We are the must-listen podcast for entrepreneurs throughout the Ottawa Valley, Lanark County, and the Pontiac. Here at our Boss Babes face behind the scenes, as we dive into real and brutally honest conversations about different industries, how women are smashing stereotypes, balancing motherhood, and are building successful businesses. This is OB Boss Babes. Are you a woman who's ready to improve your relationship with money so you can start living the life you really want to live? then you need to join Sand Dollars Prosperity Circle, which starts this July. Financial counselor Pamela George will help you radically transform your relationship with money by addressing your money beliefs and money mindset. In this six-month group program, Pamela will create a balanced budget for you as well as a debt repayment plan that will not damage your credit. She will help you to create systems for your money that will support you thriving and being in control of your finances. Please visit www.sanddollar.co to learn more and to book a call with Pamela. Spots are limited. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. When this Boss Babes beauty and medical business first opened in downtown Pembroke, so many were excited to take advantage of a local cosmetic beauty service clinic, and those that were interested were intrigued and eager to learn all about dermal fillers, Botox, microneedling, and so much more. From product and beauty recommendations to this babe's personal experience with opening two cosmetic beauty and medical clinics in Pembroke and Petawawa, this former makeup artist and registered nurse is all about shaking up old ideas about skincare and transforming the beauty industry, while also educating the public and her patients about making informed and educated decisions about any surgical procedures. Please welcome Kristen Leach from Gila Beauty and Medical in Pembroke and in Padawawa. Thank you, Holly, for having me. Chris, welcome to OV Boss Babes. It's such an honor to have you featured on the pod. Well, it's an honor to be here. I'm really grateful that you asked me and been following you for such a long time. So I'm super pumped. I appreciate it. And you and your team just got back from Nashville. Yeah, I was I did. I saw cool. that on the social. So like, yeah. why Nashville? What were you guys doing there? Uh, there, there's a huge dermatology plastic surgery conference in Nashville. Um, it's hosted by a group of dermatologists and plastic surgeons that are based out of Nashville. And they started this laser education, you know, um, annual conference about 15 years ago. And it just really grew. Um, we were looking for a conference anywhere that hit all the marks of the things that we do. And, you know, sometimes you look at the agenda and it's just a little bit's not applicable. And some of it is a little over your head, but this one, every lecture was amazing. It was super cool. It was five days long from eight to five every day, but it was so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody would be complaining that they're staying in Nashville for five days. <laughs> it was wonderful. The people were great. We didn't get a whole lot of time to actually see Nashville, but some of the girls want to go back as a girl's trip and, and do it up real Nashville style. So, yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't know many employers that have, that have been able to say that they've taken their staff to, uh, to Nashville. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was super cool. And, and great though, to even to hear too, that you're investing in your staff to, um, 
through training and learning experiences. All the time. A hundred percent. It's an investment you, I can't live without. So Chris, you first opened your doors to your beauty and medical clinic, Gila in downtown Pembroke in 2018, but before becoming a business owner of one of the most bougiest places in the Ottawa Valley, you were the CEO of a very successful mobile makeup service that you considered your side gig. So tell me more about that. Yeah, that's, that's funny that you backtracked that far. Yeah, that was um, a really good time. It was a fun time. I had moved to the Ottawa Valley back from Ottawa where I had a really great job. Um, I never intended really leaving that profession or, or even the city, uh, but my husband got a job at CNL and it was right for us. We had two young kids at the time and we just really valued rural living with our kids and giving them the childhood that you know we envisioned for them. But unfortunately, when I moved back here, there wasn't a whole lot of job opportunities for me and, and my specific skill set. So I, I created um, just a side gig makeup because I always enjoyed the beauty industry. I always enjoyed making women feel special and, and uh, you know, just like lifting them up a bit. And it really took off. Back then, there were really no makeup artists around here. There was Stacy from Sugar Society. And I think her and I were really the only people doing professional makeup services. And it just went insane. Like I couldn't keep up. So, um, but it was all summer, every weekend. So that got hard with being a shift worker and having young kids. And that's how I went in and took a permanent makeup course thinking, how can I make this weekend summer business that I love into something I can do all year round. And that was, that's how it led me to do permanent makeup and brows and and all that. So, and that's how, and then Botox and laser, and it just kind of like snowballed from there. Yeah. You never, you never intended to become a business owner, but I feel like none of us really decide to go down that path. Like nobody wakes up one day and goes, I'm going to go into business. I mean, maybe there are a couple people who do, but it doesn't really like, we don't really start off down that path. I was so (laughs) ill-prepared. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But there, that's how it started. That's never was my dream. So Chris, I read somewhere that success can be attributed to being lucky by starting the right business at the right time. So share with me your journey to becoming an entrepreneur and opening Gila. Right. And, and you're absolutely right that I got in just at the right time, I think in our industry, um, you know, just being around women doing permanent makeup and doing their makeup. I was learning that so many women from the Ottawa Valley were already getting a lot of cosmetic treatments, but going to Ottawa or, you know, somewhere else when they visit their sister in Toronto, they get their Botox. So I was, I was learning this, that there was a need in the Ottawa Valley and people were already there for it. They were already educated. They already wanted these services. So I saw a market, I saw a market for it and I was good at it. I actually had a, a, a natural ability to, to do a lot of these services and I had the support. So I had physicians that I knew that said, you, you can absolutely do that. I will be your medical director. Let's do this. It'll be a good time. And my spouse and, you know, my friends, they all were very supportive. So um, I definitely got in at the right time. How did you come up with the name Hela and what does it mean? That's yeah, that's an interesting one. We get a lot of Hela, a lot of people call it, but who is the goddess of death? And it's certainly funny, but not what, not what we stand for here. 
So heal has a few, um, it's derived from a few different areas. It does mean a whole in Swedish. So that really interested me because we do, you know, we, we could really go deep into what we're doing in our cosmetic industry and beauty standards, et cetera. But there is a whole encompassing treatment plan with our patients when they come into HeLa. So it isn't as superficial as everyone thinks because our skin health is a direct reflection of our internal health. So our liver, our oxygenation, our circulation, our gut health, our mental health. So, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm just coming in and I'm like, it's just a Botox clinic. When we get a patient and we meet them for the first time, we really learn about them as a whole. So we assess everything about them, what their needs are, their wants are, what symptoms they're having. And a lot of times we actually forfeit doing anything cosmetic at all, because if someone comes into our clinic and says, Hey, Chris, like, I'd like you to give me Botox here. Cause I feel like I look really tired all the time. And I say, are you really tired all the time? And they say, no, but everyone says you look bad or you look tired, but I'm not. That's very different from a patient saying I am tired all the time. Okay. So this isn't a frown. This isn't a symptom of you, you know, having signs of aging. This is you're, you're coming because you have a symptom that you're exhausted. So then we have the ability to talk a little bit more about that. And there have been many instances where we've either said, you have to go to the emergency room, or I'd like you to book an appointment with your family doctor. If they don't have a family doctor, we have a nurse practitioner here. We book an appointment with them so we can refer them off to get some studies and tests done. So that's one way that we, you know, we like to say that it's a whole health system um, directly with patients. Now, in terms of the business and the structure and the coworkers, you could say HeLa means a whole because there's so much that goes into being able to offer these services, education, teamwork, ethics, all those things are required to offer a, an entire whole full circle service in this industry. So that's mainly what HeLa means. Um, there's also the HeLa cell. So it was a cell that was stolen actually from a woman named Henrietta Lacks in the 1950s. She had, um, ovarian cancer and it ended up being the basis for all stem cell research. So it's the immortal cell, which I thought was kind of cool, mm, but the backstory like behind it is very unethical and racist actually. So I don't like to always put that in the, in the front. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I but see. it is a cool, it, there's a book. There is a book about the Gila cell and Henrietta Lacks. So it'd be cool. People read it. Now, Chris, the booming business of medical and cosmetic services and treatments really started getting popular. I would say in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. but it was such a taboo topic and women especially felt the pressure to keep it a secret. And for the longest time, there was that stigma in our society attached to receiving cosmetic surgery, right? There was such a high standard to natural beauty. Like, I actually remember having conversations with my mom about dyeing her hair and that mentality with other women her age who were almost embarrassed to admit that they box dyed their hair because they wanted to maintain that their hair was like their natural hair color. And I just think that that was really sad that women felt like they couldn't admit that they received any kind of other treatment that wasn't natural, like that they just felt ashamed that they, heaven forbid, got their hair done which is such an odd concept to think about now. And I know it was a different time back then. 
but why was it so taboo and why was there that stigma associated with it? Well, I think you touched on a few things there when you're explaining your personal experience. And I think shame is, is a big word and that's a heavy word. And I don't know necessarily if it's shaming somebody specifically for coloring their hair, but I think we do do very well as a society at just shaming people in general for just doing whatever the hell they want, right? So in terms of the whole beauty world and beauty standards, that's a huge topic and feminism and, and why we get these things. There is an entire group of people that study neural aesthetics. So what does our pleasure and reward center do in our brain? And what triggers this pleasure and reward center, right? So we have different parts in our brain and one is our frontal cortex and it releases dopamine. That's our pleasure drug. And there is proof all the way back from the 15th century that when we see something pleasant or beautiful, it releases dopamine. We say, I like that. I like looking at that. So the bloom of a rose or the spiral in a shell, for some reason, our brain says that is beautiful to me. Symmetry, we get that pleasant feedback. Some people I do believe get pleasure from indulging in the beauty industry. Some people enjoy it. Some people love to get a new haircut, color their hair, do their brows. Some people get that type of pleasure reward system from working out or indulging in a nice big meal or a cake or some sweets, coffee, or taking trips, right? For some reason, something gives an individual a pleasure feedback loop through dopamine, right? So I think in this instance, a lot of people who do not value the beauty industry, people who do not understand how to some people is rewarding, it's easy to shame them, right? Because if you don't know why someone's doing it, you judge them. You assume it's for different reasons. They're vain. They're trying to be someone they're not. And I see more often than not women or people that come into our clinic, they have a genuine love and interest in the beauty industry and fashion. They like to do it. It makes them happy. It fills their bucket. And I do think that we are very quick to shame people for doing things that we don't understand. So if you like to take a, an extravagant trip every two months, oh, must be nice to have that kind of money. Well, maybe they don't have that kind of money. Maybe they're driving the same car for 20 years, but that's their reward center. That's their pleasure. So for some people, this is their pleasure and I'm here for it. <laughs> I love this perspective, Chris, of just talking 100%. about, you know, like shaming people as society as a whole. We're all guilty of it. We've all done it. But I do think that we are breaking the stigma of plastic surgery as, as society evolves. But what was your experience like when, when you first opened Gila? Like, I have to know because, you know, the chatter of, of, communities, right? Like, you want the tea. Yeah, <laughs> I do want the tea. I um, want to know. So when, you know, we have a dump, like a group, so say I have like a hundred percent of all of our patients that come in here, 80%, they're already in it. They're here. They want it. They're not needing to be convinced. They love it. They just want some advice on where, what to do when and where to put it. Right. They walk out of here, ready to show off their new lips. I would say 10% of people are skeptical 
they're a little sheepish or maybe ashamed. They're not really sure why they're doing it. So it is nice to have these conversations and say like, but why are you doing this? Are you doing this because um, you feel like you have to measure up? Are you doing this because your mood is low and you think it's going to give you happiness? And that's always a red flag, right? Because it won't make you happier. Looking different isn't going to change who you are or your value. So that's always a conversation that sometimes we have. And there are tears spilled in this room more than you could ever imagine. Because a lot of times people come here for the wrong reasons. And it's up to us as healthcare practitioners to recognize that and not take advantage, right? And then there are a small group of people that they're here for it, they want it, but they bring in a little stack of cash. They do not want any receipts so their husband doesn't see on their bill and they go out the back door. So there are people that like to keep it very discreet and it's not up to me to, to wonder why or ask why. If they want to keep it personal and discreet and they're not willing to share that, then that, that's up to them. But I honestly think as a whole, um, I've never struggled with trying to, uh, I want to say convince people to indulge in, in the beauty industry. I just don't think it's really ever happened. People are already here for it. Now, before opening Gila, were you one of those people that maybe even felt embarrassed to admit that you had received any treatments? Again, we just have to remember, Chris, it was a different time back then though, right? Oh my like, God, no. Like celebrities were shamed, people no. were shamed, but you weren't. You were no. open about it and just, and proud of it. No, I love hearing that though. I love I, hearing that. I think that's why I've researched so much about the science and psychology behind it, because I don't understand the shame because I've, I've never felt ashamed or embarrassed or put on the spot if someone called me out for it but I have to respect the people that do feel embarrassed right that do say like you know I don't want anyone to know and and that's a big reason why we don't post before and afters on our own social media it is a so it's a small town and even if someone said I don't mind I don't want someone else seeing that and thinking if I go to Gila I'm going to be on social media right even though we would never without your permission I just don't want that being our, our brand that people are afraid to come because everyone will find out. So we do not post before and afters on our social media for that very reason is you have to respect that people do just want to keep it private. Right. I like that. For their own like reason. Yeah, no, for sure. And I actually, I think that people appreciate that discretion mm. and this is why we have to keep educating people you know, that there's nothing to be embarrassed about. There is no shame and that it's a safe and private space for you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So today injectables are a big business, but people are still a little bit nervous and cautious to receive cosmetic surgery and other treatments because Google, Google can lead you down a very dark path and Reddit. Oh my gosh. 100%. Don't even get me started on there. Yeah. But Chris, what are some of the common misconceptions and fears surrounding even the most non-invasive cosmetic surgeries? Definitely what the adverse events could be, right? So I think that's the biggest question that people have and that's their biggest fear is what can go wrong? Like if I get filler, if I get Botox, if I get laser, what's the worst case scenario? And they are scary. They can be severe and, and um, urgent. Uh, I think that's the reason why you should pick up the proper clinic and injector know that they have the proper procedures to deal with adverse events and that your injector discloses those things straight away. 
Um, same with plastic surgery. They want to know to the surgeon, like what, what could go wrong, right? What, if something went wrong, what would it be? So I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back because it is a medical procedure. This isn't, well, I'm just going to whip in and it's not a big deal. I'm going to go to a Botox party. We're going to have some champagne at someone's house and get my Botox in their kitchen. That's just not wise. It is a medical procedure, right? There is legalities, liabilities, and insurance that's covered in a clinic that's not covered in someone's home. So I think that those are some big topics and things that people should think about when they're going to their medical appointments, making sure that they're asking the right questions and they're getting the right disclosures from their injector and they're able to answer their questions appropriately. I think that the second thing, and we've already touched a bit upon that, is I don't want to look fake. I don't want to look overdone. And I always reassure patients that's unlikely. Number one, it costs a lot of money to look that fake. You have to do a lot of filler. You have to modify and enhance yourself a lot to have that, that really, really fake look. Also, that's just not our, our brand. That's not our ethics. We're here to enhance. We're not here to change, right? Um, also our motto is the best injectable is undetectable. I want you to leave and your best friend say, whoa, you look fresh. What have you been doing? Like, did you get your hair done? That's what the response we're looking for. We are not looking for your friend to say, so we finally jumped in where you're getting your work done. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I think when I have that conversation, I lighten the mood. The patient then is like, okay, I'm in the right hands. I'm not going to leave looking fake or overdone. Um, so yeah, I think those are the two biggest concerns with, with any type of medical aesthetics or filler or, or plastic surgery. And I think when people do their research nowadays, like there are more positive facts online that you can find. And when you find yourself a good reputable clinic, that's the key. like that's the that's biggest the key. thing. Yes. That's the key. If if you come, like if a patient wanted to see our work because we do not post before and afters, we have a beautiful slide deck. We have permission from those patients. We show you directly in the room one-on-one. -on -one. You can't take screenshots. I cannot email it to you, but we will show you in your consult. This is our work. These are our lips. These are, you know, the plastic surgeon's work. These are our laser treatments. These are the before and afters. And, and just reiterating that we're here to fill your bucket. We're not here to mold you into a certain beauty standard, right? And I think that society has overdone and overemphasized a certain standard, right? So back to where I was saying earlier in the podcast, where we have that reward and pleasure center and are through evolution, we're actually built to understand and recognize and appreciate beauty. If you showed me or anybody a picture from now Instagram 20 years ago before we had it, we would actually recoil. Our brain would say, that looks weird. Mm -hmm. That is not proportional. That's, that's odd. That looks alien. But I think with just throwing these images over and over and over every day, every day on Instagram, every day we're seeing it. We've actually reconditioned our brain to recognize things as beautiful that really aren't natural, right? So we have to draw that line to say, I want to enhance what I already love about myself, not to try to modify or change what I don't, right? 
So if you come and say, I really hate this, Chris, like, could you do something about this fold? Or I don't know, I hate this. I can't do a lot about things you don't like, but why don't we figure out what you love? What fills your bucket? Well, you know what? I love my eyes. I have great eyes. Everyone always tells me my eyes are beautiful. Well, you know what? Let's just feature that beautiful part. Let's make you look a little fresh. We're going to make your eyes pop by doing whatever. And we're going to refill your bucket because every day you're going to remind yourself of things that you really love about yourself. I love doing my eye makeup because I've got great lashes. Awesome. Let's, let's do that. Instead of every morning saying, I hate this because it doesn't look like so-and-so on Instagram. That's where it goes and it crosses the line to being an unhealthy beauty standard. And that's when, you know, we get a bad rap in our industry. We're not trying to carbon copy everybody. So it looks like you have a filter. We're just trying to fill your bucket, enhance what you love, make you feel good, make you feel positive and make you feel confident. Well, I think that having filters is super detrimental to your industry, especially if someone's coming into Gila and asking your staff to make them look like a filter and you guys having to say that isn't realistic or someone even asking to make them look like a celebrity or someone that they saw on Instagram. Like, do you guys have a lot of women, specifically young women coming in and asking that, Chris? We do. We do. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty, we're all pretty upfront and honest. I, I, we're not, I can't make you look like that. Mm-hmm right? Nobody can. It's, it's unrealistic. <laughs> and you are going to go into that territory of looking odd and unnatural, right? And no, nobody truly does want that. Um, sometimes their anatomy will just never allow it. I always bring in budget too. If you want to look like that, you're gonna have to spend some money. Like you're talking syringes, syringes, you're increasing your risk of migration, you're increasing your risk of this down the road. And that's a big part of that full circle, that Gila approach is I want you to leave looking happy and good and confident, but I'm always thinking, how's this going to look in two years for her or him or them? Mm -hmm. How is this going to look in five years? Will they still be happy that I did that? Or are they going to say, I wish she would have told me this would happen. Right? So once I start explaining that to patients, yes, Maybe you can achieve this look, but down the road, this is what could happen by, by doing this. It's not safe, right? And there are a lot of treatments, particularly tear trough fillers, one of the big ones. That's, that's a hard discussion to have because most people cannot have tear trough filler, but a lot of injectors will go ahead and inject and that patient, it's exacerbated their complaint. So I've sent people away to, I will not do that. And sometimes they trust and sometimes they'll go, they'll get, they'll find someone who will do it and better believe they're in here a couple of weeks later and they're getting it dissolved. So it's just, it's always being truthful, being honest, being ethical, um, having their best interest in mind, even though at that time they don't have the best interest for themselves. That's what we're responsible for because we're, we're healthcare practitioners, right? For anybody listening as well who remembers Heidi Montag, Chris, do you remember that? Like, I mean, that was just a disaster waiting to happen. And for that physician who decided to go ahead and say yes to all of her requests and then some and adding on, on to all of these other medical procedures, that is exactly like what you're saying, Chris, like is what you don't want. Like you are, you are looking for your patient's best interest. 
just kind of like going off topic here. I'm just thinking like that must have just derailed so many people in this industry at that time. Sure. Having that on social media, having that in the news and like on the front pages of every magazine, yeah. I bet the cosmetic procedure industry like plummeted during that time. I'm sure they did too. And I, I think it just goes to show you that not just because you have you know, RN or MD or who, whatever you do in your practice behind your name doesn't necessarily mean that person has your best interest in mind. I, when I'm trying to convince someone not to do something, which happens more than you think, I always say, why, why would I choose to lose out on this, this money? Like I have you booked for the next two hours and I'm, I'm telling you to go, this isn't what you want. It's because I really truly believe that right? I, I really sometimes have to convince people that's not the best thing for you, even though you think you want it and you think it's going to look good. Overall, it's, it's going to cause you a world of hurt. So when, when you're saying that in the Valley, when I first opened, did I have to try to convince people? It's, it's actually the opposite. People already seem to want and have an ideal standard based on propaganda and fabrication in, in the media, in social media, in magazines or, or whoever, maybe their peers or, or their, their gang. Um, it's the opposite. I'm typically trying to say, let's, let's dial this back a little bit. Let's start at the basic sunscreen skincare. Let's start getting your skin health up. Have you been checked for melanoma? How, how many times have you had a burn? We talk about health and skin health before we start talking about things like injectables and plastic surgery. Now, Gila offers a wide range of services. And Chris, you and I could be here probably for another like five hours, or we could <laughs> even just start another podcast <laughs> specifically just on all the different services that you guys offer, right? Yeah. But give us an overview of what non-invasive preventative treatments and procedures that are offered at both of your locations. Right. So if, if you've ever been to Gila and with me, you will get the no smoking sunscreen lecture. I could sit and I will lecture you. We will talk. So sunscreen is the number one cheapest way to prevent advanced signs of aging. It's so cheap. You use it every day. It will prevent you from needing laser photofacials, microneedling, all sorts of things, right? Botox fillers, resurfacing. Then on top of sunscreen, your non-invasive things be, again, budget-friendly, good quality skincare, a good cleanser, and a good vitamin C serum, and your sunscreen, that's all you need. If you're new to skincare, but you're interested, it seems overwhelming, you do not have to overwhelm yourself and jump, plunge two feet in and thousands of dollars into this. Those three things are wonderful. They're great for prevention. And if you are wanting a little bit more, your chemical peels, your microneedling, these are all non-invasive services that cause a little bit of injury in your skin. And injury is the only way we can create new collagen. You have to set off a cascade of healing to create new skin cells. And the only way to trigger that is a little bit of injury. So that's heat with laser, mechanical with microneedling and your chemical reactions, your chemical peels. Those are wonderful things to do and it's natural. And they're all non-invasive, very quick turnover time, low, low downtime, not painful. We do have really good topicals and anesthetics. And, and most people are very, very, very comfortable. Some even fall asleep during some of their appointments. 
Well, Chris, I can just tell that you are an expert in skin health <laughs> and know a thing or two about treating and maintaining the most natural looking skin. And a good skincare routine is only as good as the products, right? And they should be consisting of cleansing and toning and moisturizing, something that I did not do last night after my event. And I mean, here of all days, I'm, I'm showing my up. ears. <laughs> I know, wearing like last night's makeup. Embarrassing. Anyway, but Gila offers both spa and medical facials to help address skin specific needs. And Chris, I love my facials. So, first, what's the difference between a medical facial and a spa facial? Yeah, a lot of people ask that. So a spa facial is essentially your classic facial. It's more about the experience. You're having a spa day. You want to relax. You know, you get the full spa vibe going. A glorious massage, hydration on your skin. If you're chatty, you can do a little bit of consulting and, and learning about your own skin and recommendations. But a lot of people do like the spa facials just for hydration and just some me time, you know, some, some self-care time. A medical facial is different in the sense where you typically have a concern or a goal in mind, whether it is you have rosacea, you have acne that you're having a hard time controlling, you're concerned about fine lines, you're concerned about previous sun damage, or you have pigment. Those are your facials where you can learn more about your skin and what needs to happen in order to achieve the goals you have for yourself. A medical facial typically has a form of a chemical peel in it, which is a, a wide range. We won't even get into that. Our medical esthetician chooses your peel for you. You don't really have to do that. And you may also get some prescriptions. So we can provide treatments for rosacea, treatments for acne counseling, for things like that. If you have a suspicious lesion, that's a good time to ask about that. You know, I've always had this on my face, a little weird, dry, crusty spot. What is that? then we can make sure that we figure it out, whether we do book you for a dermatology appointment or we look at it under a microscope, you have the option to send it away to pathology. We could do a punch biopsy if you have a mole that you're not sure about or just anything at all that you're concerned about. And they're actually pretty budget friendly too. They're a great yeah. way on a budget to do some really good work with your skin. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. The Town of Petawawa and the Petawawa Business Advisory Network are pleased to support local businesses. Small businesses are an integral component in vibrant, dynamic communities. By their very nature, entrepreneurs innovate, disrupt the status quo, inspire creativity, and promote skills development. Small businesses are the very fabric and rich history of a diverse community. Support local businesses. Check out shoppetawawa.ca, your one-stop resource to finding businesses in Petawawa. View promotions and messages connected directly to business social and shopping platforms. Help our small businesses. Shoppetawawa.ca. Are you an Ontario resident searching for your next career opportunity, but you're not sure where to start? Look no further. The PMFRC's Employment Services is your go-to resource for all job seekers from Petawawa to De Rivières. Whether you're new to the area or have been here for a long time, our doors are open to everyone. Our dedicated team of employment coaches are here to guide you every step of the way. With personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching, we'll help you identify your strengths, polish your resume, and ace those interviews. 
We provide free, confidential, and bilingual services and offer a wide range of resources and referrals to help you enhance your skills, explore new opportunities, and connect with potential employers. We also collaborate with local businesses in the community. We work hand in hand with them to match talented individuals like yourself with the perfect job openings, benefiting both job seekers and local companies. Conveniently located in Petawawa and Deep River, our offices are easily accessible, ensuring that you have the support you need right in your neighborhood. So why wait? Take charge of your future today with support from PMFRC's Employment Services. Call us at 613-687-1717 or visit our website at patawawaemployment.ca to schedule your appointment. Your job is out there. We'll find it. This Employment Ontario service is funded by part of the Government of Canada and the Government of Ontario. Pembroke businesses have so much to offer, and now it's a great time to shop local. Pembroke has your family's well-being in mind. Start your fitness journey with a class or membership at a local gym. Book a massage or chiropractic treatment, or talk with a local mental health professional. Do you have special dietary needs? Well, we have shops for your supplies and your support. Put your health and wellness first. Find awesome new businesses on the City of Pembroke Business Directory at pembroke.ca. Hey, it's Crystal and Cass from, from Social, Social Media, Media in, in Ottawa. Ottawa, specializing in web design and digital marketing. You can find us at socl.ca. And, and you're listening to the OB Boss Babes podcast. Hey, Chris, now I want to talk about Botox, oh, which yeah. is easily the most popular <laughs> injectable in the market. Yeah. What is Botox? What does treatment look like? And how long does it last for? Right. So, so you're right. Botox is one of the most um, widely used term in our industry, and it is the most widely used therapy. Botox is, is really straightforward actually. So it's an injectable. It doesn't change the planes or the volume of your face. It does not change the structure. It's quite simple. We inject it into a specific muscle group does not go to any other muscle group. And we inject that Botox in there and it causes a reaction that stops you from being able to actually contract that muscle for about three to four months. If you're not able to contract a muscle, you're not able to create a crease and that crease will not be allowed to create a wrinkle. That's as easy as, as Botox is. It's quite simple. Um, it is fast. It's relatively pain-free and it can give you a really good benefit of looking a little more refreshed, a little more awake. Um, a lot of patients, myself being one of those people, I have a very expressive face where sometimes my reaction is read on my face before I'm able to process how I'm going to, to say something or respond. And I've already ruined that conversation basically mm -hmm. because of my expression. So Botox has a really wonderful way of just softening an overall appearance. It's not meant to make you look frozen or plastic or a emotion or emotionless, I guess is the word. It's meant to just soften and relax fine lines and wrinkles. That's, that's what it's there for. 
um, very few complications, nothing emergent. The only complication would be if it went in the wrong spot. And that's usually like either a novice injector or someone laid down right after they got the Botox or, you know, um, I always talk to patients about people who are interested in Botox. I love it. It works great, but it is an accoutrement to other things. So if you remember that old Canada food guide pyramid from like 1995, Botox is way at the top with like the carbohydrates or whatever was there. Your base, your bottom of your pyramid should be your sunscreens, your skincare. That's, that's your ride or die. That's actually what's going to make a difference. Then your middle are those procedures we just talked about. Those are those annual or every six months, chemical peels every, you know, two months. That's the middle chunk that you should be doing for your skincare. And then that top of the pyramid, the smallest one, those are your filler and your Botox. That's the last. It's supposed to be a support for some of the other foundations. All right, Chris, we're going to shift a little bit and talk yeah. about collagen induction therapy, also known as microneedling or skin needling, which yeah. is a cosmetic procedure that involves repeatedly puncturing the skin with tiny sterile needles. <laughs> yeah. Now, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound enticing to me, but let's educate our listeners on what microneedling does and what the benefits are. Absolutely. Uh, microneedling is a fabulous procedure in the sense that there is not a lot of downtime. Downtime means healing time. So downtime is when you get something done and you need to kind of hide out a little bit because you can't wear makeup. You look pretty rad. You look a little swollen. So some procedures that are quite aggressive, you need a lot of downtime. You need to take care of yourself while you're healing. Microneedling is one of those treatments that you can do a lot of really great work with pigment, acne, skin tightening, just overall texture without a lot of recovery time because those needles go in quite deep and it, it bypasses the surface, right? So your healing's happening from the inside. Now, in terms of pain, I know you mentioned it doesn't sound very pleasant. Well, we topically numb you very, very well. Nobody is uncomfortable. Most of the time people fall asleep. Um, so that, that essentially that's what it is. So we numb you first, we cleanse your face. So you're very clean and take off all those, the bacteria that's on your skin. And then we put on a lubricant, like a glide. So a B5 gel or hyaluronic acid. And then we use a single use sterile cartridge. We puncture your, your skin and a bunch of wounds, kind of like aerating your lawn, right? So, you know, those shoes that put little holes and you get new little shoots of grass up. Well, microneedling is very similar to that way where we're just doing a little injury and creating some space so you can go in and heal and create some new skin. So that's a microneedling. It's budget friendly. It's not as costly as a lot of our big laser and filler and some of our resurfacing procedures. So it is good um, for someone that, you know, doesn't want to invest a ton of money, um, but they're also looking for some really good outcomes. Is it a better option than Botox? Different option. It's for different things, right? So, so Botox again is to prevent a muscle or prevent a muscle from contracting to create a wrinkle almost in the future, soften some of your fine lines, microneedlings for your skin quality. So how much elastin, how much collagen, how much tightness and, and bounciness my skin has, how much it resists change and gravity, right? That's microneedling. That's for your skin quality, whereas Botox is a wrinkle preventer. All right, Chris, I've been hearing all the rage about IV drips. They're mm -hmm. becoming more popular too. Mm -hmm. Why should someone consider getting an IV drip? Right. IV drips have become really popular. We've been flooded for IV drips recently. I think it's because of summer. 
or maybe overextending ourselves a little bit like you were last night and this weekend, a little bit exhausted, maybe some adrenal suppression. You're just surviving on caffeine, not quite taking care of yourself as well as you should. So IV drips are a really great way to do a bolus of vitamins and nutrients directly into your vascular system. So it bypasses your gut, which we lose a lot of our vitamins from food and even oral vitamins. We lose a lot of the nutrients because it just can't be absorbed. So it bypasses that whole step goes straight in intravenously, and then you're able to absorb them much better. David Suzuki did a really great review about three years ago, and he studied the efficacy of IV drips and, and anti-cancer and prevention. And he was like two thumbs up. His, his, you know, his evidence was very, very well done. The IV drips that we get here are from Farsk Medical. So they're a Canadian company. They're based at a Sunnybrook Hospital. They're owned by pharmacists. So they're made right there in a sterile environment, uh, environment right here in Ontario, which is super important to us when we're bringing products in that it, it hits the level of efficacy that we are, we are trying to support our patients. Now, IV drips are great just to refill your bucket, replenish your overall energy. If you're, you know, you're pushing yourself too hard, but at our clinic, IV drips are not something that we can provide to someone who has an actual diagnosed health concern. So if you have an actual pathology or a disease happening, we are not the people to give you that IV drip. You should go see a naturopath doctor so then they can compound a specific IV drip that's tailor-made to your, your injury or your disease, right? So here um, they're pre-compounded, so they're pre-mixed. So they are just get, they are given for someone that's just wanting a little extra boost, a little extra energy, a little bit of a push, maybe antioxidant therapy. They're looking at whole health. They're looking at their health overall, their skin health, their hair health. So that's IV drips in a nutshell. Now I want to talk about permanent makeup, which is your expertise, Chris, and yeah. one of your most common services. And Gila offers a wide range of permanent makeup services. So let's chat about that and some of the services that are currently offered. So permanent makeup is dear to my heart. It's how I got started in this business. I love permanent makeup. I think it's just a wonderful service to provide anyone that's interested in decreasing their time getting ready in the morning, right? It's easy. Some people just have a hard time understanding, you know, how do I pencil in my brows? I don't, I, I can never do it right. I always look weird. So that's, that's really wonderful. A lot of patients who have alopecia or they just lost their brow hair. It's really rewarding. I know as girls that grew up in the nineties, that Gwen Stefani talent, like super thin eyebrows, sometimes, you know, we've lost the ability to regrow hair after over plucking and that's just not the style now. So brows are always in and they'll always be in. It's, it's one of our most popular services. I would say the second most popular permanent makeup service we have would be the eyeliner and lash enhancement. It's, it's a really lovely procedure that you can do either as gentle and soft as you want, but just links up your lashes with a nice little line, you know, of dark brown or black. It really makes the eyes pop. Or if you're really into liner and thicker liners, you can do a thick eyeliner tattoo. That's very nice, very rewarding, especially if hooded eyes where your, your eyeliner is always smudging on the hood. I have hooded eyes, so I can really uh, sympathize with that. 
Um, and then we have the lip blush tattoo as well. So lip blushing is a form of semi-permanent tattooing that's not like a lipstick. It's more like a watercolor blushing on your lips. That's equivalent to um, like a lip tint, like a Burt's Bees lip tint. It's just meant to give you a pop of color that sometimes in our lips we lose as we mature. They get a little duller, a little more blanched, bluish undertone or purple. And it's just to enhance that pink, youthful, bright look. It can be used to, to uh, create a little bit more symmetry if you're unhappy with one side or the other. It's a really nice procedure as well. So permanent makeup's at our Pembroke location. Um, we just love it. So, and our clients like it too. What surprises me that's like really getting popular though is the eyeliner. Oh my gosh, um, like yeah. Permanent eyeliner. Like that's <gasps> crazy to me because I, I remember like, 10 years ago, there was like some several older women that I worked with. And I remember like one of them had like some blue eyeliner on and I was like, and, and it was always like, immaculate. like it always looked so good every day, but not, but blue. Been, but not blue, no, no, no. But it just, I just meant yeah, like, yeah. it was always the same. And I was like, but uh, no, it just, it's interesting to hear that that's like, that's actually becoming popular, but I like what you were saying, you know, about like, um, about like your hooded eyes, like I, there are so many times I carry like baby wipes in my car because of that fact, right? Because when I'm like opening my eyes, like it's hitting the top and then I've got like black spots everywhere. Exactly. Or if you're doing a beach day, a boating day, a vacation, you can't wear eye makeup swimming, but you still, I want to look good. <laughs> like yeah. I still want to look good when I'm doing those things. So permanent makeup is a great solution you know, for anyone who's really into, they're very athletic and they're, and they're sweating a lot and they still want to look the way they feel they want to look. It's a great way to do that. And we are, it's not as, as um, common in North America, permanent makeup, but in Europe, it's been around forever. Like it's not, it's not as, uh, what's the word? It's not as difficult to find somebody that's good at it and is passionate about it because it's just the norm. So we're, we're all a little behind sometimes in North America with, with beauty, with the beauty industry. So that, that falls into one of those. Chris, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Oh, you do that. One of the things that I've noticed with your industry specifically is that you are providing, you're providing a lot of nurses with careers and we're seeing that shift from with working nurses entering into, uh, into becoming aesthetic and, and cosmetic nurses. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, it's really beneficial to them because we've seen the burnout, especially over COVID mm -hmm. you're providing, um, you know, a sustainable job, ones that, you know, they don't work overnights or, or sometimes even on the weekends, mm -hmm. holidays. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. It is a great yeah. job for a nurse to have. And it's Especially great for women from, from being an employer, that's a mom and to being able to offer that balance to nurses that are in a career where that's not always offered mm -hmm. that that work-life balance is actually attainable for them. Absolutely. And that's one of the things as a manager that is so important to me to be able to offer because I've worked in the healthcare system. I've done the shift work and I understand where I felt unappreciated or my life work balance was just out of control. So when I was able to have the ability through, you know, having a, a healthy business and through having customers come in and support us to be able to employ other healthcare practitioners that were looking for something different. I love working in critical care and I do miss the hospital so much. 
Um, and, and I went in a heartbeat if I needed, I would have, I didn't hate it. I would love to go back at some point to do critical care and the nurses love, love bedside nursing as well, but it, and it, it's not for everybody, this type of industry, it's a hard gig. Like it, it seems very sexy and fun and great to do filler and Botox and do all these fun things in the beauty industry, but there are some hardships to working in this industry as well um, one of the biggest things is you lose that umbrella of working for a big corporation that you know exactly what's expected from you and you know exactly what your role is but when you start working privately that that can open up a whole ball of worms too and you're required to self-regulate yourself you're required to say am i trained to do this do i have the right education do I need more training before I, I take on the skill? Because it's not something that was trained to us in school, right? This is something in addition to, and in Canada, it's greatly unregulated. So there are a lot of hardships. It's not as sexy as a lot of people that are thinking about going into this industry may seem looking on social media at these big, you know, popular injectors that did very well doing lips or, or whatever, um, you have to have a tough skin and you have to be willing to take on some risks mm -hmm. if you want to leave that safety net of a pension of a, of a regular schedule, you know, they're working, they took, the nurses took a big risk coming to work at Gila because I'm a small business owner. Right. So I appreciate them every day for having the trust in me and I push it and I want to make sure that they do have that job and that security. And they're not worried about that. So yeah, no, I, I am really grateful to be able to employ a lot of uh, healthcare practitioners. Yeah. As we're seeing the demand for cosmetic procedures increasing, so does the labor market for aesthetic nurses. And so it's just really great to see that more avenues are being offered. And, and you can, you can do both. Like that's the greatest thing too, is that if you want to explore and, and dip into that, that field, you can, you can give yeah. it a go. Absolutely. Chris, how are you and your team advocating for women to take time for themselves by prioritizing self-care and, and why is an investment beyond your appearance? Right. Oh, I was so glad you asked that question because we are starting a, a new, um, it's not really a service, but it was really important to a lot of us here at the clinic to start a well women's clinic. So once a month, we provide a well women's clinic with our nurse practitioner and you can access pap smears, breast exams, education on breast exams, skin health, um, contraceptives. So every, so we're doing, we're running this every Thursday. Okay. And every fourth Thursday, we're going to run it pro bono. So for any person that doesn't have the ability to access through primary care, so they don't have a family doctor and they're way overdue for their path, or they have some concerns, but they have nowhere to book an appointment except to go to the emergency room and just to get a pap smear or a breast exam. So we're running that well women's clinic and we're making it accessible. So once a month, we're going to run it pro bono. So if you do not have the means to pay out of pocket, because it should be offered. I mean, we pay so much taxes. We should be able to have access to this care, but we don't, unfortunately, just because the way the system is right now is quite broken. It's also for teenagers, right? Maybe they don't have someone in their life that they can ask, like they just got their period. They have nothing about their period. 
they can come here and talk to the nurse practitioner, learn all about their cycle. If they have period poverty and they just can't afford to go and buy, you know, a diva cup or whatever, or they don't know how to use one. Well, once a month, every Thursday, they can see a lovely nurse practitioner. She's a female. She's very lovely bedside manner. And that is going to be for anybody that just needs some support or assistance. So I know that we talk so much about cosmetic industry and wellness, and this ties exactly into your question. Like, what are, what are you doing to encourage self-care? Self-care doesn't always have to do with how you're caring for your outward appearance, right? Self-care can just be like your care for your body, right? So your body does some amazing things and it can do some overwhelming, scary things. And not everyone has access just, just to ask questions and, and learn about preventative things. So that's a big thing. Plus we do breast augmentation. So she all should know about our breasts, right? If someone doesn't know how to do a breast exam, well, we're here for you. Chris, thank you. Thank you oh, so course. much for, for bringing this to our community and for helping to empower young women and, uh, and, and women of all ages, honestly, like to be able to provide that safe space to access care. If they're on if they have questions, I just, I think this is just such a wonderful thing that you're doing. I, I really would love to help get the word out near and far to bring people into, into Gila to learn about this. And, um, I just, I just think this is just so wonderful. Well done, honestly. We're happy. We're thrilled. We're actually so excited. We're pumped to get it moving and get it started. There's such a need. And I think that was what was so eye-opening once we opened up this large clinic in Petawawa is that we were getting this influx of patients that were coming to ask questions that were not cosmetic at all, like about their lesions or about their periods. They have nowhere to go because, right, our system's very broken. A lot of people yeah. don't even have access to primary care. They, we are there. We are sometimes their last hope. Like I'll give it a shot. So I was starting to see these people come in, and just my heart breaks for them. Right. So it's it's a good way just to help out a little bit, ease the burden on the healthcare system, allow some people to get some access to things that they should always have access to. And in a nice bougie environment, like yeah. who doesn't want to get a pap smear in a warm room with some yes. nice right? So sometimes, <laughs> you know, and if you're busy, like you don't want to wait an hour and a half to get your doctor's appointment. Cause that's how yeah. it goes. Sometimes they get so overwhelmed and busy. You can walk right in here, have in and out, get your, get your pap done, nice environment, get your results. And there you go. I love it. I love it, Chris. Amazing. Yeah. Chris. I could spend literally, like I yeah. said, you know, like an, another couple hours with you, just picking your brain and, and learning more about all the great things that Gila does. But I do have some rapid 10 questions for you. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. How does M-Sculpt, one of your services, Ooh. compare to a tummy tuck? Right. Doesn't it's It's kind of like comparing apples to oranges. So M-Sculpt is a remarkable device that uses a couple different technologies to cause apoptosis. So it kills your fat cells, but most importantly, it gives you more muscle, right? So if you have more muscle, you have more localized metabolism. So you're able just to kickstart your metabolism. A tummy tuck is very different. Tummy tuck is you're getting rid of excess skin. So sometimes, you know, whether it's just our genetics, we don't have a lot of collagen, so our skin becomes lax, pregnancy, if you lost a lot of weight, whatever. A tummy tuck cuts off that excess 
skin and then you get liposuction. So you get rid of fat as well. And then it's contoured. Sometimes you have to move your belly button. It's a pretty big procedure. If someone's looking for tummy tuck results, M sculpt is not for them. It's not used in lieu, right? So M sculpt will not help with loose skin, but it helps with a lot of muscle gain, which will make out your tummy and your midsection feel tighter and look tighter because the muscle gain is filling out that loose skin. So very different, not used in lieu one or the other, um, but serves a benefit very well in its own way. Is it good to use retinol on your skin every day? Oh, yes. hundred <laughs> percent. That's the goal. Maybe you will not be able to tolerate it right away. So you want, if you're just starting retinol, you start on the lowest dose, 30%, 0.3 is your dose. Try to use it every night. If you can't, if you start cleansing the next morning and it stings and you feel really dry and overly flaky, back off. Use it every second night, even once a week. Once you got used to that, then you just increase. Once you get used to that, you increase and increase. And gradually you want to work yourself up to the 100% retinol. It's important to use your sunscreen though because retinol turns over your skin cell turnover rate very quickly. So you're shedding off that dead skin layer all the time. So you're just, you're kind of like exposed to brand new baby skin every day. You're more likely to get a sunburn. So sunscreen is really important if you decide to use retinol, but yes, use it every day. Do you still have to shave after laser hair removal? No, ma'am. So um, you have to shave for your laser hair removal appointment because you do not want that hair that's outside to singe and burn because the laser will do that. Typically we see 30% reduction after your first visit. So you will notice you lose a large amount of hair after your very first visit and your hair growth cycle will slow down and it becomes thinner. So if you do not like shaving and you don't mind the hair growth, you do not have to shave in between appointments. But if you would like to have no hair, then yes, you do have to shave in between. Usually by visit three to four, people aren't shaving at all anymore. Certainly by visit five, they only shave right before their appointment. So yeah, that's really rewarding. People see that reward right away. And we all love to see instant gratification, right? Gila also has an acne clinic. So how does your team help patients with acne issues? Absolutely. So our acne clinic is tailor-made to you. So some people, if um, you don't want prescription medication, if you don't need prescription medication, maybe your acne is very mild and you can control it just with good skin care, just habits at home. Sometimes acne can be more moderate to severe. You're getting more papules, pustules, um, it's affecting your back, your scalp, et cetera. Those typically require some sort of pharma, pharmacological agent, some pharmaceuticals, a prescription. So you see our nurse practitioner, she assess you, she'll send you home with a prescription for acne. We'll see you back in four weeks and, and we'll tailor it to you. We can accept patients who are pregnant that can't take a lot of medications or retinols, et cetera. And we see a lot of youth. Um, yeah, so the acne clinic is great. It, we've had some great results with that and, and people are really happy. Chris, what's a liquid nose job? Oh yeah. A liquid nose job is where we use a very viscous um, type of filler, a dermal filler, and the plastic surgeon will fill um, areas on the bridge of the nose to make it more streamlined. It's not for the person that's looking to have a daintier or smaller nose. If your nose is a little bit crooked, it's great for that. 
The thing with liquid nose jobs is we have a large artery that we avoid at all costs going right alongside our nose and it feeds our eye. It's like an ophthalmic um, artery. That's why the plastic surgeon does it. I have no business doing it. He sees the inside of a face every day. So um, Dr. Session, it's one of his favorite treatments. It's a lot less expensive than a rhinoplasty. Um, and it's great for a patient that's not sure if they want to invest in a rhinoplasty. They want to kind of see how much joy it gives them, how happy they are with having a little bit more of a structure that they would like to achieve. So it, it's great for, for that type of person. What's the difference between nano and ombre or hybrid brows? That's a great question. Nano brows are where the hair strokes are kind of drawn on. So you get like a fluffy, very natural looking hair stroke look. Hybrid brows is a marrying between that natural fluffy um, hair stroke look with a little bit of shading in between the hair. So it's, a, it's kind of like I wear makeup when I go out on weekends. I like to do my brows, but for Monday to Friday, I don't fill in my brows. Ombre brows is for the person who puts eyebrow makeup on every day. They fill it in. It's more of a solid color. So an ombre brow is we do not do the hair strokes at all. We just shade it with a nice pixelated powder look with the device, the tattoo device machine. And it is for that person who loves that polished, very defined makeup looking brow. So it's kind of a sliding scale from nano, super natural. I just want it to look like hair kind of in the middle. I like to get a little jacked up on the weekends, fill it in a bit. And then the woman or the person that has brows and makeup every day. How can we get rid of upper lip lines? Oh my gosh. That's the, that's the hardest question. <laughs> if you want to talk for hours, every, like I usually get five people a day talking about their upper lip lines. Now women are more predisposed to having those upper lip lines because men have very thick hair that goes deep into their dermal layers. And that hair acts as scaffolding. So it prevents the lip from being able to fold and crease over and over, in which case creates those lines. Everyone says, Chris, I've never smoked in my life, but I have these, these smokers lines. What do I do? They are extraordinarily hard to treat. So you can treat them with dermal filler, but remember dermal filler is a gel sugar substance. So it fills and volumizes. So if you put too much filler to fill those little lines, you may look like Marge Simpson or have that trout pout look. <laughs> Nobody likes that. And it's really hard to do tastefully. It's rarely done hundred percent. You can put a little bit of Botox in that upper lip, that orbicularis oris muscle that purses and it creates those lines. However, drinking from a straw and whistling may be affected. So most people don't want really either of those options. The best way to treat it, I would have to say is through a resurfacing treatment. So that's your laser using heat. We kind of just like shave it off with the laser, essentially kind of like a controlled burn. So if you remember earlier, I said there are procedures that require a lot of downtime. That is one of those ones that requires that downtime. So lip lines are hard to treat, but we can make a treatment plan for you. It's not impossible. Prevention using your sunscreens, starting your chemical peels early, starting your microneedling early in your 20s and 30s will prevent you from having those barcode lines, those smokers lines that are very hard to treat. And Chris, who is one local boss, babe, that inspires you that you think everyone should know about? 
Oh my gosh, that was such a hard question because I could go on and on about so many women and boss babes in this area that just inspire me. But one group really stands out and that's those are the girls at Prairie and Luna. I just think that they're two wonderful, lovely women and they have a lot of the same ethics and culture and values that I hold here. And that is women in the workforce um, they, they really pushed hard and they had to think outside the box and push the boundaries to get to where they are now. We used to be neighbors somewhat in the muse five years ago, we both started around the same time and we both suffered a, a similar hardships with trying to grow a business, being young women. I know Jenna used to work as an RN at the hospital and, and, you know, leaving that comfort zone of having a pension, having benefits, having a schedule and trying out business. So I really sympathize and empathize with her. They both um, had careers while having young kids and, and being pregnant. They honor mat leaves and flexibility and they're inclusive, they're welcoming, and their staff seem very happy. And that's always a good sign of good management and good people when you go into a business and their staff seem to love their job. So I just think that they're wonderful, uh, a group of people. And I, I think that they're just super. I love this recognition and spotlight on, on Jenna and, uh, and Quinn. They have persevered and went through some really hard times, especially, especially when, you know, the cannabis law just, uh, had come out and then they were the very first female led cannabis store in downtown Pembroke. And then trying to educate people and, and having that stigma associated with them and, and educating, and they have done so much and, and just bringing that holistic approach to our community has been incredible. And they are so instrumental to the Petawal community. And I'm I, so glad to have them here. I agree. I think they've, like I said, they've had to push the envelope and think outside the box. And I, I really see that in them and I really admire it. I think it's wonderful. Um, and, and they overcame those obstacles uh, with grace and and with integrity and maintaining their values. And, and I just think that's really great. Chris, this has been an incredible, an incredible episode spent with you. And honestly, I'm so grateful for you for uh, taking the time out of your busy day to, to chat with me. And, and I know it was a long time coming, but it was so worth it, wasn't it? It was my pleasure. <laughs> I told you I would show up. I'm great one-on-one. So. I know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so great. Chris, tell everybody where they can check out your website to visit all of the services that Gila offers at both your Pembroke and Petawawa locations and, uh, and plug your socials. And, and then of course your actual physical locations so that people can come visit you guys in person. Absolutely. So we have Instagram, so Gila beauty and medical, and we also have beauty by Gila as our separate Instagram pages to focus more of on our uh, nails, brows, permanent makeup, lashes. We have Facebook. You can find us online. We have a beautiful website that was done by Danica Cleish. Um, it's www.healabeauty.org. It's a wonderful website to navigate, um, see what the staff look like, what services we offer. We are located downtown Pembroke, right on Pembroke Street West. And then we're located in Petawawa across from where all the Starbucks and Independent across the main street there. I do encourage everybody that is just curious just to book in a consult appointment. A lot of people find the online booking page and just choosing what they want very overwhelming. Um, there's a lot of information there, especially if you're just starting out. So a tailored one-on-one -on -one 30 minute consultation is really wonderful to talk about things um, that you that are your goals for yourself, your budget, 
um, questions you have. So one-on-one is the way to go. Perfect. Well, Chris, thank you so much again for being a part of the podcast. And I look forward to coming in and seeing that beautiful face as well as all of your team members in the near future. (laughs) I look forward to seeing you. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of OB Boss Babes Podcast. Now, if you like this episode, which we all know that you do, screenshot it and share it on your socials by tagging both myself, OB Boss Babes, as well as Chris from Gila Beauty. We'll be back again next week with another Boss Babe in your community, so be sure to stay tuned and follow along on the socials to find out who it is.